It's Fish at Six. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trust reporter. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table. I'll give you the Dallas Cowboys top 10 takes of the day. The challenge, the signing, the injury, the rules, the kiss, and the case of the perplexed plumber. This is the star. This is the fishbowl. <laughs> that is the star. And away we go. Big Mike speaking inside the star today uh, in, in a buoyant mood. Ho, ho, ho. Uh, maybe it has to do with Christmas. Maybe it has to do with the fact that he truly believes there are positives to have taken out of the loss at Miami. And I, I, I guess it's so. He also said the Lions game Saturday night, Detroit here, playoff bound Detroit. They won the NFC North. We rule the North. Is our biggest challenge of the year. Diddly diddly dink. What? Now, maybe we just say that. He'll, he'll say it again next week against Washington. Well, maybe not. And then he'll say it in the playoffs against Tampa Bay. Then he'll say it in the playoffs against the Eagles. Then he'll say it in the playoffs against 49. Whatever. Is it? There's the six uh, bongs on the wall. I, I, I have no doubt that the Lions have achieved this year. There's no question about that. Is this their biggest challenge? I'll tell you this. And the subject of Jimmy Johnson did come up. And by the way, we'll have Jimmy stuff for you all week long. Hang on to your cowboy behinds. Uh, 34 years dating back. I got some Jimmy stories. I have some Jimmy stories about. Better write these down. I have a Jimmy story. I always forget the third thing that I want to tell you. Doggone it. Uh, I have a Jimmy story about a two-by-four. And I have a Jimmy story about his calf. And, of course, Jimmy Jerry. Uh, Fish, would it help if the Cowboys practiced on grass? Oh, gee, it's a good question. They do. They practice on grass. The backyard at the Star is on grass. It is grass. Zach Luna, $5 pitch in. Brock Purdy throwing four interceptions suddenly makes the 49ers look beatable. You know me. Zach, the only thing I disagree with is not suddenly. Of course they're beatable. They lost three straight games like a month ago. How did they, how did they all of a sudden get beatable? Because they've been good this month? Of course they're beatable. The Cowboys have a physical obstacle, and they, I think, have a mental obstacle there. But the, the Bengals didn't seem to, the Browns didn't seem to have a mental obstacle against them. Brock Purdy is a outstanding system quarterback, and there's nothing wrong with that. But yes, the Ravens, deflections, deceptions, they were all over him. The deflected interceptions were because they were all over him. Yeah, they weren't deflected. They weren't all deflected in the secondary. They were deflected because guys were in his face. He played poorly. 
The 49ers are now the second best team in football. That means the Ravens are the best team in football. You don't think the Ravens are susceptible? Think the Ravens are unbeatable? Pish posh, our biggest challenge, the Lions. We'll see. Um, the subject of Jimmy does, did come up with Mike McCarthy. He got on the boat with Jimmy recently. I guess last spring. Went down and got on the boat. And uh, said he got some advice from him. Would you like to share that, Big Mike? What kind of advice did you get from Jimmy? Uh, no, he did not care to share it. Uh, I'm going to suggest to you that one of the things that comes up if you go spend five hours on the boat with Jimmy and you're the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, one of the things that comes up is how do we deal with Jerry and the Jones family and the unique circumstance that the Cowboys present? Book that. That's one of the things they talk about. Hi, Sugar. Here's the producer of this fine program. It's Sugar. What are you eating? Salad? All right. Oh, thank you. Item two, Sebastian Joseph Day clears waivers, of course, because nobody wants to pick up that salary. And signs with the 49ers. Straight dope, no bullshit. You know how we do it here. I don't know if the Cowboys ever contact. I don't know. I'll, I'll try to find out in the next 24 hours. Did the Cowboys ever try, did, did they contact him after he cleared waivers? Did they negotiate with him? Did they put in a bid? Were they, because, you know, it's a one-year nothing deal that the 49ers get him for, prorated over the course of this year. Then he's a free agent next year. The Chargers get out from under his big contract. I don't know, whatever it was, $8 million a year. He could have helped here, right? The Cowboys investigated, right? And then the 49ers... Looked more attractive to him? Maybe? I'll check around. But um, this is a run stopper who can get up the field a little bit and has Super Bowl credentials and is a locker room leader, team captain guy. Would have been helpful. Sebastian Joseph Day is going to the Bay. Item three, injury. The only thing, uh, injury update, the only thing on the Cowboys injury update today is, of course, Jonathan Hankins with a high ankle sprain, and you know the deal there. Uh, and then Tyron. And Jerry goes on the fan today. Uh, Tyron said that they, they're calming it down. It's just a, it's a back flare up. The, the medical people are calming it down. So Jerry goes on the fan and says, uh, uh, Mr. Shane, uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Robert J. Bobby, uh, uh, we, we got an injection. <laughs> Jerry, <laughs> we all know, we all know that that's done. And I don't know the nature of the injection. I don't, uh, we all know that that's done. That's how it works. Maybe it's just an injection to calm his back down. It could be an injection to be what, Marsha? Just a, like, a muscle relaxant. Or maybe Botox to freeze. I don't think it was Botox, Marsha. They, they put Botox in to freeze your muscles. Marsha wants they to put. Here's a scoop. Nobody knows this. This is America's team scoop. Marsha wants Tyron Smith to get Botox in his back. Is it really true? 
Okay. Um, but of course, when I when I hear we, you know, we sh we shot him up, we gave him. I mean, I'm kind of like, oh, well, maybe that, that's something we should just keep to ourselves, Jerry. That that we know it's a part of football. But so I've changed it. I'm saying what Jerry means is it's going to be an injection of talent into the Cowboys lineup on Saturday night. Hopefully Tyron gets back. And yeah, Chuma, uh, that was a struggle. Jangly, uh, Jangly, you're one of five people that say, Fish, you're wearing a woman's shirt. No, because it has pink. What kind of fake machismo guys are you? It's fuchsia. It's fuchsia. It's fuchsia fuchsia. No, it's very manly. Want me to change? Talent injection. <laughs> Item four. Uh, Dallas Morning News put up a little video thing, and it's a play where they, against Miami, Dak's got a screen to the left, and he's got a screen to the right. And it's set up both ways. And he chose to go to the left. Well, to the right was CeeDee Lamb. And when he went to the left, you can see CeeDee Lamb going, hey, go look at the play again. Because I'm seeing people on Twitter go, he clearly should have thrown it to CeeDee Lamb. He's, neither one of them are open. CeeDee Lamb's not open. What are we doing? Um, and then somebody comment, I, I guess the morning news itself said, this is the kind of play that you need to make. This has nothing to do with being on the road. Yes, it does. It has everything to do with being on the road because when they're on the road, they don't make enough of those kind of plays. It's absolutely about being on the road. That's why at home, they score a million points and on the road, they don't. Because at home, they make those kind of decisions and make those kind of plays properly. And on the road, they don't arguably on that particular play. I don't think there was a good play to make there. I might have just thrown it into the ground. The Cowboys, when they don't perform well on the road, it is because they're on the road. What else is there? Item five, you guys created the idea. This is you guys that the NFL's problem with Micah isn't they hate him or he made them mad or they're against the Cowboys. Uh, the, the league hates the Cowboys. Goodell hates Chip. No. I mean, okay. Uh, the fix is in, all, all that stuff. I mean, again, I'm not going to say no to it anymore. I get it. I get your frustration. What the hell do I know? But you guys came up with this. It's like Shaq. And I mentioned that this morning. When Shaquille O'Neal first came on the scene in the NBA, the, the, the league didn't know what to do. He was too big, too strong, too athletic, too smart. He would go up, as I said this morning, he'd go up for a dunk and guys would hang on him. But it would be like, it, it, it would be like, I mean, Shaq's the windshield and the defense are bugs. You're going to call a foul on the windshield just because he it's driving and the bugs are getting smashed? Micah is like Shaq. He's, he's too good, too fast. 
And the league, the rules don't accommodate that. Deke Applegate, I wish my name was Deke Applegate. $20 pitch in, three items. Item one, the imploding comment sounds more like a deflection from their own issues to me. If you don't know what we're talking about, go to CowboysSI.com, where an NFC executive says, the Cowboys are imploding. Item two, things are going so fast, there's so many commenters. This is the worst refing year I've seen in 50 years, I guess, except Deke. I remember you saying that last year, too. And I believe when you and I were hanging around at the old corner bar 50 years ago in 1974, I believe you said the same thing. And item three, Hertz is broken. What's broken is the Eagles locker room. If you want to know more, go Google Eagles space SI. And my guys are on it. And they're on Nick. And the players are on Nick. They got problems. They may win the Super Bowl. Problems can go away. They have problems. You're not, the Cowboys are not imploding. The Eagles should be examined in that area. So to the point of the Parsons rules, Jerry said it on the radio today, said the idea of whether you call holding or not, to some degree is about, does this player have a chance to get a sack or is it? holding happening way over there and it's not consequential. He says, the problem with Micah is he's always on the verge of getting a sack. And the rules don't accommodate that. We got to change the rule. The Parsons rule, the Parsons rules. We have to re-examine. And, and again, I, this, this is your credit. This player is going too fast for the rules. That's the best theory of all of them. And again, I'll use the NBA parallel. The court is the size that the court is, but it was designed, the court size, for guys who were, you know, whatever, 6'3". Now guys are 7'3". The court's too small. You've seen what they've done in international basketball where they changed the lane. And we've talked about what they did years ago when they said, oh, you tall guys, it's illegal to dunk. This, this is the most fascinating angle and I think the most intelligent angle on the Micah holding sack controversy. The league can't catch up with him. That's the best one. Item, Micah, is, is Micah the fan and Parsons the player on social media, on his podcast, all of it. He goes on, he's watching the 49er game and he decides to opine, and I'll paraphrase, Ramon, how about a 20-yard penalty for holding? Well, I mean, they got to call it first. They haven't called it yet. They haven't called it in 10 weeks. He basically said, see, this is why Purdy's not the MVP. He didn't use those words, but that's what he was saying. He said, they, you know, Purdy doesn't throw downfield. He can't make a comeback. Michael, what, what, what are you doing? Pressure. Fish, I saw a lot of plays that weren't called. But now, but, but I'm not going to go down this rabbit hole. I I agree, Presham. And the Dolphins 
fans saw six plays too that they can't believe weren't called. And the Ravens fans and the 49ers fans and the Eagles fans and the Giants fans. Micah the fan has every right to go on Twitter and say, ah, Purdy's not the MVP. Look, at he can't even get to a... But why is Micah the player doing it? Joe Bill, Fish, please explain what Wordle is. Well, it's the New York Times spent a trillion dollars and bought this little game on your phone called Wordle. Word, W-O-R-D, Word. And it's a, um, it's Scrabble. It's Scrabble, kind of. Rick Borth, Mike was held 14 times in that game. I heard he was held 64 times. <laughs> Item seven, quote from C.D. Lamb. I went absent. I've never heard that phrase before. He was kept his cool okay as he goes through the entire second quarter and the entire third quarter and they just can't find him. Randy Hoffman, $2 pitch in. I think the 49ers still don't have a quarterback that wins a Super Bowl. You know, you know who hasn't won a Super Bowl? Dak, Purdy, Hertz, Allen, Lamar. See where we're going here? And so some people in the Cowboys building are saying, well, you know, they, they, they changed their defense up in the second and third quarter. Then why were you able to go back to them in the fourth quarter, Cowboys? So they, they did something tricky to you in the third and fourth quarter, or third and second and third quarter that shut down C.D. Lamb and you simply couldn't cope. But then and it was working great for him. And then the fourth quarter, they quit doing that? Kenneth, conspiracy, betting, fixing. How about a reprimand? Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe maybe a public tongue lashing for the officials. I don't know. Uh, the, the NBA does that to some degree. If they call holding every time Micah's held, the game would last six hours. That, that's, that's an interesting way of looking at it. Again, exaggerating a bit. The league, I do think Jerry will push for the league to look at something. It may take years to come up with a change. And it won't just be Micah. Again, Khalil Mack, Bosa, Miles Garrett, Watt, they all say the same thing. Paul Gale, CD said their coverage never really changed. I know. I know the quarterback said something different, you see. St. NM, four picks by Purdy and nothing on the media. Oh, I don't know about that. Um, but could consume better media. Purdy was awful. The 49ers were awful. They got dismantled. By the way, some of the national media guys that were predicting that uh, Florio goes, they're going to kick their, that the, the 49ers are going to kick the Ravens ass. And I wonder when a guy does that, like, are you, are you betting money? Or are you just saying stuff? 
because you wouldn't have bet money on that, right? Like a blow. Um, my man uh, on the Cowboys said the Cowboys were going to blow out the Dolphins because the Dolphins are as fake as a Gucci bag that you buy on the street in New York City, paraphrase. Uh, that was uh, Colin, Colin Coward. You, would you bet on that or are we just saying it? There was no way that you, that you would bet a substantial amount of money that the Cowboys were going to blow out the Dolphins. That makes no sense. Zach Luna, 49ers proved the phrase any given Sunday. And it's true. Also a fascinating movie starring Barry Switzer. Byron, fish the odyssey, uh, audacity to question if the Cowboys are imploding. It's atrocious. Oh, I, I'm not following your point with the $5 pitch in. You're saying that you're saying that the Cowboys are imploding? I, I, I don't know how you or some random anonymous, if that's what you're saying, Byron, I apologize if I'm reading you wrong. I don't know how you would know that better than me. Sorry, I don't. Byron, I appreciate your pitching. I hope I'm not misunderstanding what you're saying. If I am, I apologize. JW, $5 pitching. Fish, I'm getting a little nervous about beating Tampa Bay on the road. On the road, on grass, quality opponent. If they end up, whatever, nine and seven, it's quality. And Mike Evans is a beast. And quarterback is okay. The Oklahoma quarterback is okay. He's discovering himself. You know, he's uh, a little, he's, he's kind of dumping the hot dog stuff too. That hot dog and stuff. They've been doing since college. You know, horns down and all that junk. That's not. That's not how a CEO of a football team operates. And the quarterback is a CEO. And uh, Mike Myfield is starting to act like an adult. And it's paying off. Kenneth, thanks for your thoughts. Joseph T claims that he bet $2,000 at the Cowboys would blow him out. I tend to not believe you. Jangly, we're not, we're not losing a bike or my field. I'm just saying. You know, not unlike when you went and played Tom Brady. I mean, I, I mean, Tom Brady's a little scary. Okay, Baker Mayfield this year is... Playing better than Tom Brady did last year? D. Gabblegate, the NFL should take part of the commissioner's salary and pay for year-round professional referees. The, the, the NFL absolutely should pay referees. Not just, they already pay them. They should hire them full-time. They pay them an average of $220,000 a year. They don't need to take any money out of somebody else's pocket. Plenty of money just laying around. Like whatever it is, five twelve Park Avenue is that the address? There's a walk in there. There's just money. They should pay the referees a million dollars, make them full time, tell them get your ass in shape. You're no longer going to be a high school principal or an insurance salesman. This is what you're going to do every day, year round. It, it's a fine idea. Yeah, I've I've pushed it. I've pushed for it for a while, but. Uh, now, especially because of the gambling, fantasy, DraftKings, FanDuel, all that influence, the heat is on the NFL. 
to look in the mirror on this thing. Spiral, $10 pitching. Mr. Mack, I'm going to rat my congressman and demand a congressional inquiry on the NFL refs. What I would, somebody's going to, some congressman dipshit will actually do that spiral. And, and uh, when I, not that it's not important. Hey, dipshit congressman, you know what I want you to do? Fix the potholes. <laughs> Item eight. Yes, I saw Amari. Amari Christmas to you, by the way. And yes, I understand now there's an entire cowboy nation, another generation going, why did the cowboys ever get rid? We broke the story at cowboyssi.com about why that was going to happen. We wrote that it was going to happen, that they were going to dump him. And we wrote why. Shrinkage. Go, go look it up. You don't have to agree with it. It doesn't mean the Cowboys were right. They had their reasons. Their reasons might be wrong, but they had their reasons. Did they get him? Did they give up? Uh, did they get way too little for him? They got way too little. That, that, that was preposterous. That was ridiculous. Uh, a little patience, Stephen. A little patience, cap man. They blew that. Did they blow their judgment of him as a player, person, worker, leader, $20 million talent? Yesterday, after yesterday, uh, they, they, don't, they don't look very good. After yesterday. After this weekend, it looks like, um, you know, Amari thumbs up. Listen, Amari's got better numbers all by himself than, I think, pretty close, than all the Cowboy receivers not named C.D. Lamb. Randy Hoffman, uh, yes, we addressed that earlier in the show. Thank you. That was uh, Sebastian Joseph Day was item two. Yeah, Congressman, Councilman, Alderman. What's the diff? <laughs> item nine, the case of the perplexed plumber. Did you ever read Encyclopedia Brown when you were a kid? Sugar, did you ever read Encyclopedia Brown? Or did you read a girl's version of it? The case of the perplexed plumber. Well, it was, this also that's also kind of a deal on uh, Perry Mason. Or Dateline, the case of the perplexed plumber. So Tom DeVito Sr. He's Tommy DeVito Jr.'s dad. Hey! Watches his boy get pulled as the Giants are getting their tails kicked, they put in Tyrod Taylor. He helps the Giants come back and threaten the Eagles. 33 to 25 final score, Eagles hang on. Cowboys still, by the way, in the running to win the division. I know half of you don't believe me or understand it, but it's true. So dad does an interview with the New York Post saying, hey, I didn't understand why they pulled my boy. He didn't throw any interceptions. Hey, and it reminds me to remind you, if you're a parent, you know what you're in charge of when your kid's playing sports, whether it's Little League all the way up to the NFL, you bring the orange slices. Otherwise, keep your snout out of it. It is a bad scene 
when, whether it's grandson Carson's grandmother running onto the field, she didn't, because Carson got hit in the arm with a ball, or whether it's Giselle ripping Tom Brady's receivers. Giselle, he had to go into the locker room. You didn't. Or Patrick Mahomes' lunatic brother. Stay out of it. So Tom DeVito Sr. says, hey, uh, I don't know what the coaches saw. What did my boy do wrong? Hey. Then he goes, I guess I'll go watch the film and evaluate. Oh, really? You'll go watch the film? Tom DeVito Sr. By the way, you can get a I Watch Film shirt. I might, I might send one to Tom DeVito Sr. Um, the Uncle Fish store is below. Hey, I'm going to go home and watch film. I want to see what my boy did wrong. How am I going to be able to send him a shirt? I don't know where he lives. Yes, I kind of do. Because Tom DeVito Sr., by the way, as you know, I come from a long line of plumbers, contractors, plumbers, literally, seriously. My dad run a uh, big plumbing plumbing and heating contracting outfit in Greeley, Colorado. I have sewage running through my veins. I know all about being a plumbing contractor. I do. I'm not making fun of it. I'm just stating a fact. The reason that I know where I can send my iWatch film shirt to Tom DeVito Sr. is he is the owner of Tom DeVito Sr. Plumbing and Heating in New Jersey. So Tom DeVito Sr., not that we're all not football experts, Mitrius, B. Teeling, the Juggernaut, Rob Wright, Rick Borth, Jim Laws, Sugar Daddy, Rick G, AMD, Daryl B. We're all football experts. I watch film. I anxiously await with bated breath what Tom DeVito Sr. sees on film tonight after he's done moonlighting as a plumber. And finally, item 10. KISS. You know KIS, right? Pressure, $2 pitch in. Why can't Dan figure out how to stop teams late? I don't know that it's that. Um, why couldn't the Dolphins' brilliant defensive coordinator figure out how to stop the Cowboys when it was late? What, Fish? How smart are you? They're the same. The Dolphins and the Cowboys are equally matched teams. The Dolphins and the Eagles are equally matched teams. You know what? Had, had there been four more minutes left in that game, I like the Cowboys' chances of marching right down and kicking their own field goal. Don't you? We got all these power rankings. And I looked at, I, we, we have a story up on this. It mentions this. It's a notebook from the star today, but it mentions one power ranking has the Cowboys who were second slide to 10. Another power ranking. They were five. They slid to eight. If you and me do our power rankings, which I don't bother with, and I'll tell you why in a minute, where the Cowboys rank? Wouldn't you, let's assume that Kansas City wouldn't be in your top six right now, but isn't it something like 
you know, there's Baltimore and San Francisco and Philadelphia and Dallas, right? Miami and Buffalo, something like that. And the Cowboys might be right around sixth. And third in the NFC in power rankings. Guess what most of us probably thought they were four months ago? Right around sixth and third in the NFC. So we played four months of football for nothing? No, the nothing is power rankings. They're stupid. I have a way to power rank the NFL teams. It's infallible. And to keep it short and sweet, I'm going to just call it KISS. Standings. Just look at the standings. That's the power rankings. So remember that as we get ready to uh, have you go read some CowboysSI.com. And as we get ready for 720 tomorrow morning, breakfast at Fishernees. Power rankings, schmankings. K-I-S-S. Keep it standings, stupid. Ha, ha, ha. Thanks for